Welcome to another episode of the YXC Sports Podcast for the week of October the 25th. As you can tell, we're back at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar as we are every single Monday. We are live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. We're live on the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page. We are live on No YXE, and I believe we are live on Twitter as well. So it's a new platform that uh, we've been testing out, and we're able to go live from Twitter. So big thanks to everybody for tagging along this week. Of course, it is just me this week, as you can see, but that's totally okay because we're going to have a ton of fun together. First and foremost, uh, it is the man, the myth, the legend's birthday today. So a huge birthday shout-out to Wendell Clark, the man himself. 55 NHL seasons, 793 games played, 330 goals, 564 points, and 1,690 penalty minutes for Wendell Clark. So a big happy birthday to you, Wendell. Of course, he was so gracious with our time uh, a couple, well, probably a couple months ago. I think it was back in the springtime when the NHL playoffs were going on. He was able to take some time out of his Monday evening. Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar says 55 NHL seasons. Wow, he's amazing. 55-15, same thing. Um, But Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar is going to do their darndest to get uh, Wendell Clark back on the YXE Sports Podcast, so uh, I cannot wait for that. So, of course, uh, if you saw the social media posts earlier today, it is just me on this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. So I asked for your questions because uh, I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think, what I think, and we uh, were able to get some pretty good feedback on that as well. And a reminder to leave your questions in the comments as well. If you have any questions while you're watching the live stream, Make sure that you uh, uh, ask those questions in the comment section, and we'll get to them. But uh, we'll start with these questions, and the very first question is, what's up with Carolina's website? So some backstory here. The Carolina Hurricanes played the Montreal Canadiens last week. They won. The Carolina Hurricanes are actually facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, and that game's on here at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. We'll get to that and the Toronto Maple Leafs in just a little bit. But, of course, going back to the summer, this actually goes back to a few seasons ago when the Montreal Canadiens offer-sheeted restricted free agent from Carolina, Sebastian Ajo. Ajo ultimately decided to reject the offer, and then he got re-signed by Carolina, so he stayed a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. He is now one of the best players on that Carolina roster. Well, this summer, the Carolina Hurricanes offer-sheeted Montreal Canadiens forward Jesperi Kotkaniemi, and Kotkaniemi, of course, signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, and it was probably one of the best troll jobs that I've ever seen in my entire life because they offered Kakanayimi a $20 signing bonus, which is what number Sebastian Ajo wears for the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. So, of course, the two teams played one another last week. Carolina came away with the victory. Montreal only has one victory this year so far. They're 1-5 and five or 1-6 and six or whatever it is. So Carolina actually uh, created a website called didthehabslose.com. Now, that website is no longer up. Uh, it did get hacked, but it was also just the ultimate troll job. They were also si- uh, selling Jesperi Kakaniemi t-shirts on that uh, website as well, and I believe they were $20 uh, per t-shirt, which, again, the ultimate troll job. So uh, that is what's up with that. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar wants to know who the most entertaining guest on the show so far has been. 
Well, Wendell would be up there. Of course, his hockey sense is next to none. And, of course, we had him on during the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs last spring. Mike Babcock, of course, that interview was very short, but this is when it was first announced that he was going to take the job as the head coach of the University of Saskatchewan men's hockey team. That was an entertaining interview, and one of my personal favorites was probably Chris Cuppert. That was a really good interview as well. And a big hello to Monty, who is watching. So thanks again for tuning in this week, Monty. Uh, glad to tag you along. And of course, if you have any questions, Monty, let me know in the comments section. But yeah, I'd probably say Wendell Clark was probably the most entertaining guest. Uh, Babcock would be up there, as would Chris Cuppert be up there. So that question comes courtesy of the uh, Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar. John wants to know how cool it is to do Huskies games with my dad. Of course, me and my dad are both broadcasters. Uh, Ray does play-by-play for Husky football, and I'm able to hop in the broadcast booth with him to serve as the color analyst. Uh, I did do. Uh, I was the color analyst for Husky football in 2018 and 2019 as well. And even after the media rights uh, got uh, bought by a different company, I'm still uh, glad to be in the broadcast booth doing Husky football games, home games, and it's just so great to be able to be in the same broadcast booth as my father. Uh, of course, uh, he's the whole reason why I got into broadcasting in the first place, so it's just such an honor to be able to be in the broadcast booth with Ray for the Husky home games, who are 3-1. and one. They had a 28-17 win over the Regina Rams this past Saturday on what was a cold and breezy and cloudy Saturday afternoon. There was even a little bit of rain that happened, but it was probably 40 to 50 kilometer winds out at Griffith Stadium. There was a couple of uh, kicks and a couple of punts that literally just went straight up in the air. It was one of the weirdest things that I've seen. So uh, the elements definitely played a factor in that game on Saturday, but the Huskies have now won three games in a row, and there is the chance that they could finish atop of the Canada West standings for football. They're 3-1. and one. The Manitoba Bisons are 3-1 and one as well. Both of those two teams are at the top of the standings in the Canada West uh, for football. Mason Nyes had three touchdown passes. Two of those were caught by Sam Baker, and it's a first-place showdown next week as the Huskies travel to Manitoba to take on the Manitoba Bisons. Of course, it's a six-game schedule this season, so then the uh, Calgary Dinos, who they lost to in the opening week of the 2021 season, uh, come to Saskatoon to round out the regular season on November the 6th. So one more road game, one more home game uh, for the Saskatchewan Huskies for the football team. Anyways, but uh, it was a great performance by the Huskies, who have now won three games in a row. They are sitting at 3-1 and one atop at the Canada West standings. Well, I shouldn't say atop, but in a tie with the Manitoba Bisons. That's going to be one heck of a football game next week in Manitoba, and uh, I can't wait for that one. So that's, uh, that's to answer your question, John. It's, it's been awesome. It's fantastic, and I love it. Uh, John also wants to know, what I think the best Saskatchewan... Oh, no, we're going to go with this one first. Of course, John was on the podcast. John Frazier, former sportscaster, broadcaster in Saskatoon. He was also the former play-by-play man of the Saskatchewan Rush. He was behind the mic when the Rush first came to Saskatoon, and he was able to call that championship that the Rush won back in 2016. He wants to know how much I miss podcasting with him. Yeah, just the most, John, the most. So... um We'll have to get you back on the uh, podcast soon, but uh, I, yeah, I guess I, I guess when Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar asked that question about who the most entertaining podcast guest was, John Frazier would be up there as well. So, John, 
Uh, thanks for the question. I know you got one more question coming up, which we'll get to as well. But uh, yeah, we'll have to get you back down here to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar pretty soon to have uh, you back on. Maybe when the rush season kicks off, and uh, maybe if you have any rush connections, we could uh, do that for the YXC Sports Podcast as well. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, he also wants to know what the best Saskatchewan sports moment is. There's so many. I've only been around uh, for 26 years. So, uh, you know, anything before 1995, I can't really, uh, you know, say uh, just because I wasn't there. But, you know, if we're talking about Saskatchewan, I got to say that it has to be the 2013 uh, Rough Rider Grey Cup victory. In Regina, it was one of the last years of the old Mosaic Stadium. Of course, uh, so much history in that stadium. Uh, you know, when it got super loud and super cold, it felt like the entire stadium was going to crumble if you were sitting there because they had the, the bleacher seats. They, they weren't the individual chairs like they were now at the new Mosaic Stadium, which is absolutely beautiful. But I think it has to be the uh, the 2013 Grey Cup victory that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders had at home. You know that Darian Durant, who was... Uh, you know, made it to two Grey Cups before that. Couldn't get the job done in 2009, 2010. Both of those years, he lost to uh, the Montreal Alouettes. And, of course, uh, Husky football head coach Scott Flory was a part of those uh, championship teams for the Montreal Alouettes. And he was finally able to get it done in 2013. G. Roy Simon was able to uh, get a Grey Cup in Saskatchewan, Jason Claremont as well. And there was just no stopping that 2013 rider team. You just knew that they were going to be unstoppable that year so uh that's what i would probably think the saskatchewan rush winning the championship in 2016 although i think that that might be more of a a saskatoon moment so it's tough to say but if i was you know my answer would be the 2013 gray cup uh for the saskatchewan rough riders at home down in regina monty wants to know about the huskies 2006 vanier cup that was a tough loss they lost to laval but what a spectacle it was. What a job by the university. What a job by the city that they put on uh, to host that Vanier Cup. Griffith Stadium got a huge, huge renovation because they were hosting the Vanier Cup. It was just packed. It was the end of November. I think it was minus 30 with the wind chill, and it was just absolutely packed. People put on all their parkas, all their winter gear, and they got out to cheer on the Huskies, who unfortunately came up short. But what an event for the, the city and for the university, and I hope that the Vanier Cup can come back to Saskatchewan soon. Even if it doesn't, I have a feeling that the Saskatchewan Huskies will be playing in a Vanier Cup, even if it's not in South Saskatoon is sometime in short order. So uh, it was minus 40, Monty says. That's right. It was minus 40. And it was a sellout crowd. It was standing room only. I was young at the time. I don't think I was at the game. I think uh, the old man, Ray Morrison, was at the game. But uh, so he would probably know. But uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, it was just way too cold for my liking. So uh, what do we got next? Craig Smith says, no question, just a comment. Y'all do a great job on Husky Games. Ray's one of the better guys on the planet. Canada West is going to be so interesting the next few weeks. Craig, thank you so much for that comment, and I hope all is well and uh, uh, down there in Regina. And keep on, uh, keep on keeping on down there in Regina. Thanks for the note. That means a lot to me, and I'll pass that along to Ray because that means a lot to Ray as well. And you're absolutely right. It is going to be an interesting few weeks in Canada West. I mean, the Calgary Dinos, who would have thought that they got off to the start or lack of start? That they did. The Regina Rams, of course, are one and three, although I think that they're a better team than their record indicates. And UBC is kind of starting to figure things out. They've won two games in a row, including beating Manitoba. 
on the weekend in Vancouver. That was a come-from-behind victory. So it's always interesting in the Canada West, Craig, as you know, and this year it's no different, and it's just so great to, to be able to talk about Canada West sports again. Uh, let's see what we got next there. Ian? What is wrong with Patrick Mahomes? This one's coming from Aaron. Is it the Madden curse, or is his family getting too involved in his mind? So, of course, the Madden curse... Madden is a video game, a football video game brought out by EA Sports. And there's a little bit of a, a myth, but there is, you know, some history to back it up that, you know, the idea is kind of when you get put on the cover as the cover athlete of Madden, then typically your play actually goes down. Uh, Michael Vick was on Madden 2004, whatever it was. Uh, he ended up breaking his leg that season. Uh, Vince Young was on the cover of Madden 2008. His career kind of didn't go anywhere. After that, um, Antonio Brown was on the cover of Madden 19, I believe it was, 18 or 19. And uh, all the things happened with Antonio Brown, although it feels like he's kind of found his way down in Tampa Bay. This is the second time Patrick Mahomes has been on the cover of Madden. The first year, the first time he was on, it didn't really seem to affect him too much. I think he won the Super Bowl that year, although it might have been the year after he won the Super Bowl. I can't remember 100%. But, uh, yeah, they're 3-4 and four this year. So the Kansas City Chiefs are actually under 500. Of course, uh, his brother and his fiance and even his mom is... Uh, is is very involved on social media during Kansas City Chiefs games. Uh, of course, the uh, Mahomes' wife and Mahomes' mom thinks that uh, the refs are against them, as is a custom. Jackson Mahomes is a big viral star on TikTok, so he's doing his thing. But, yeah, you're right, Aaron. I mean, there could be some, you know, Patrick could be dealing with some of that stuff. Uh, you know, outside of the field, there was an incident in Baltimore uh, when the Chiefs lost to the Ravens a couple weeks back on Sunday night where Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's brother, actually dumped some water on some Baltimore fans. Now, the Baltimore fans probably had it coming, although if you are Patrick Mahomes' brother, you do have to keep your composure. But, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are 3-4 and four this year. Maybe teams are just starting to figure them out, too, as well. The NFL is funny like that. Unless you're the New England Patriots, each team kind of has their 3-4 to four window year window to win. And after that, it kind of, those teams kind of trail off. The Seattle Seahawks, of course, won the Super Bowl, or the, yeah, the Super Bowl in 2013 with Russell Wilson. They, they lost the next year. They haven't been back since the Denver Broncos lost that 2013 Super Bowl to the Seahawks. They got back in 2015. They won, beating the Carolina Panthers. They haven't even made the playoffs since. So I think it could be a little bit of, you know, maybe just an off year, but, uh, there could be, uh, some, some other things going on with Patrick Mahomes as well. I'm not sure. Um, this one is from Jeremy on Facebook. Start, bench, or sit. Patty Mahomes, Dak Prescott, who of course is the quarterback of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, or Tom Brady. This is a tough one because if we're talking about right now and this season, I'd probably have to bench Patty Mahomes. I would sit Dak Prescott, and I would start Tom Brady. Tom Brady's coming off yet another Super Bowl victory. Tampa Bay is so good. They beat up on the Chicago Bears 38-3 yesterday. That game wasn't even close. Tom Brady also threw his 600th touchdown pass in his career. Just think about that for a second and how amazing that is. 600. He stands alone on top of uh, there. So 600 touchdown passes is pretty remarkable. And the fact that he's still doing it, I mean, reporters and fans and people wrote him off. Even the New England Patriots wrote him off 
years ago. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say years ago, but a couple of years ago. And then he goes down to Tampa Bay and wins the Super Bowl. So I think Dak is a good option to have on the bench. I got to sit Patty Mahomes right now because for whatever reason, he's just not getting the job done. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. We have more of your questions on the way. But don't forget, every Thursday, every Sunday, and every Monday, it's football day at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Come on down. you got uh, your drink and food specials. You can also fill out Super Bowl squares. Those are going on every week as well. So you can find more information on the Super Bowl squares on Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. But the short of it is is that they are uh, raising money. So it's a great cause for that so Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is doing their part for the community as well. So uh, we've got some more questions coming up. Uh, this one is from Ray. Is Ray Morrison the best broadcaster that you've ever worked with? Now I could answer that, Ray, but you wouldn't like the answer. No, I'm just kidding, Ray. You're uh, definitely up there. Um, so answering this question could have serious consequences. That comes from Francois. On Twitter, yeah, come Christmas, yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Francois. Hope all is well uh, in your world as well. But no, Ray is a, a true pro, and uh, like I said, it's just such an honor to be able to uh, to spend the you know and share the broadcast booth at Griffith Stadium with him, that home radio broadcast booth at Griffith Stadium with him. So it's so awesome uh, to be there. Dave Thomas is another guy that I worked with in 2018 and 2019. That uh, I mean, he's just an absolute pro, an absolute rock star, and one of the nicest humans on the planet. As well, so I would say that those are probably my my top two guys. Uh, so to answer your question, Ray, yeah, I guess so. So I better be getting a good gift at Christmas time. Um, do I think that the future looks bright for the Saskatchewan Premier Ball Hockey League and why? This comes from Justin on Facebook. Of course, Justin uh, was the co-founder, the commissioner, and a player, one of the better players in the Saskatchewan Premier Ball Hockey League that I had the privilege to be the play-by-play man for. Uh, Justin, I think the future is incredibly bright because as long as you're still doing your thing and, you know, making sure that everything goes off, you know, without a hitch and you've got a great team beside you as well. But I think it looks bright because I think more and more players are going to want to play. More and more players uh, are going to lead to expansion. And expansion is going to lead to expansion in other cities. Of course, this was something that originally was maybe going to be started across a few provinces and then, you know, some things happened and that unfortunately wasn't the case. So it was just started in Saskatoon. But Justin, you were able to pull off a, a league, a premier league, uh, during a pandemic as well. Of course, games were throughout the summer and into the fall. And yeah, I do think that it's just going to keep on growing. You had players from, you know, Regina and Lloyd and obviously Saskatoon and surrounding area. And it's only going to be a matter of time before the league continues to expand into something, you know, bigger and, and greater. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you, Justin. So thanks so much for letting me be a part of that. But uh, yes, I do think the future for the Saskatchewan Premier Ball Hockey League is extremely bright. Is this the most exciting F1 season in years? Ian from Twitter. Sure. Why not? Why can't it be? Ian was filling me in on uh, the race this past weekend. I didn't uh, get a chance to see it because those races are like 5 in the morning, and that's when I sleep. Um, But by all accounts, it was great. I can't remember who won, but I'm sure it probably wasn't that person's first win. Could have been. I don't really know. Uh, But anyways, uh, yeah, sure, Ian. Go Lewis Hamilton. 
Um, another one from Sean. Why are the Leafs so bad? This question comes in via Facebook as well. I don't know. I wouldn't say necessarily that they're bad. They're 2-3-1 to start the season. Uh, they're playing right now. Last update that I have is that they're beating Carolina 1-0. And then they have the Chicago Blackhawks later this week as well. So that's going to be a for sure win, even though I probably just jinxed it uh, because Chicago is just absolutely terrible. But I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, Toronto's 2-3-1. and one. They have the Stars. They have Austin Matthews. They have Mitch Marner. Uh, Austin Matthews, of course, scored his first goal of the season tonight. That was the one Leafs goal that they have. His 200th goal of his career as well. It, I think it has to do more with the Toronto media. I think uh, Mike Babcock, of course, now coach of the uh, Huskies University men's team, I think he might have been onto something with uh, the whole media there. It's the reason why I think Phil Kessel got ran out of town because the media is all over them in Toronto. And I don't know, rightfully so, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, you know, John Tavares, they're making, you know, $11 million each pretty well. William Nylander's making $10 million. So I understand where the media is coming from. You need your $11 million players to to per, produce and perform, and they haven't been. But I think it's only a matter of time. We're six games into the NHL season. The NHL is an 82-game season, right? So, you know, I think it's only going to be a matter of time before the Leafs get going. They have a big week ahead of them. Uh, you know, I don't think the effort was there against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday because they lost... 7-1, to one. Pittsburgh didn't have Crosby or Malkin or Latang, but that's besides the point. But the Leafs have been in a lot of games this year. Of course, one of those losses was uh, a, a overtime loss to the New York Rangers last week. Uh, you know, they lost by two goals to San Jose on Friday, who San Jose was actually undefeated up until Saturday or Sunday, I believe. They just got their first loss. So, you know, the Leafs' effort has been there. They did go through a little bit of a changeover in the offseason with some players. Obviously, Frederick Anderson is no longer there. Jack Campbell's the number one. The first game of the year, Peter Morazic plays. He gets hurt. So that's just some bad luck. I don't think the Leafs are so bad. I think they just got to find their way. Each team is going to go through ebbs and flows through the course of an 82-game season. I can't stress that enough. And I just look at it as the way, you know, as they're getting it out of the way at the start of the season, um, right? I follow a couple of different Leafs groups. I'm a part of a couple of different Leafs groups on social media. And somebody made the comment um, that, you know, they always kind of peak at the start of the season, then they've hit their peak at Christmas. And then they kind of start to slow down a little bit. And that's the reason for all the first round playoff exits. So maybe if they kind of just slowly start gaining some momentum throughout the months, they'll, they'll hit their peak at the right time and head into the playoffs full steam ahead. You know, Toronto's 22nd in the league right now in the 32 team league. They're 22nd in the standings. Tampa Bay's 21st in the standings. They get a little bit of a pass because obviously they won the last two Stanley Cups. I think Colorado's 25th and Vegas is 29th. Vegas is the 29th ranked team out of 32. So there's only three teams that are worse than Vegas. And nobody seems to be talking about them, right? With all the talent that they have, right? It's kind of, you know, there's the whole double standard thing. But I understand how big of a pressure cooker it is to play in Toronto. The media has a lot to do with that. And, yes, you do need your big guns to perform. But Toronto isn't the only team that, that is struggling so far to hop out of the gate. It's been a weird, weird season. Who's first in the NHL? Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar wants to know. I don't know. Buffalo? No, I'm just kidding. It is the Edmonton Oilers, of course. And, you know, the Edmonton and uh, Oilers and Toronto Maple Leafs, 
they're uh, pretty similar, right? They have a bunch of young guns. Edmonton has Leon and Connor uh, and Darnell Nurse. The Leafs have, you know, Riley and Matthews and Tavares. So maybe they're just flip-flopping this year, Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar. Maybe Edmonton's going to hit their peak by Christmas and then just do one of these, just a nosedive in the second half of the season. They're going to implode and I can't wait to see it. Craig also wants to know who I have for the Monday Nighter Saints for Seahawks. Uh, Seattle's a little banged up, so I got to go with the uh, with the uh, New Orleans Saints there, Craig. I'm not sure you're a better football mind than I am, um, but just with uh, Seattle's injuries, I think that I'm I'm leaning the way of the Saints. Wendell Clarks wants to know if Hyman is better in Toronto or Edmonton. I think it's too early to tell. Hyman's off to a great start in Edmonton, but again, it's been five or six games. You know, let's see how the season plays out. Let's see how, you know, the first half of the season plays out. Hyman's obviously on that power play line with Connor and Leon. And Wendell's, uh, you or I could probably score with Connor and Leon on our line. So I think he is missed in Toronto. He's off to a great start in Edmonton. There's no doubt about it. So we'll have to see uh, what uh, what comes of it. But I think that pretty much wraps things up for this week's edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. So thanks so much for everybody for sending in your questions. This was absolutely fantastic. Hopefully I answered them. Uh, some of you probably didn't like my answer, but that's the beauty part of a democracy. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime as well. So thanks so much for being a part of the YXC Sports Podcast this week. We will do the same thing next week as we got one more show. I guess, I guess next week. Uh, Monday will be November 1st. So this was our last October show. So I will see you on Monday when the calendar flips. Of course, I'll be growing out my lip sweater for November as well. So my face is going to look a little bit different come November. But that's okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for everybody that sent in your questions. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, stay safe.